Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Ladies, thank you for joining us. Um, this is Paige here, and you're going to get the opportunity to hear from my dear friend, Janelle Martin. This series is on the spiritual gift of prophecy, and I want to encourage you with 1 Corinthians 14.1. This is the NIV version. It says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. The NLT translation says, let love be your highest goal, but you should also give you should also desire special abilities that the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. We live in a time now, as much as ever, that it is of the utmost importance that we hear truth, and we know that the Lord gives us the Spirit of truth inside of us, testifying of the things to come, testifying of what is right. But it's not only essential that we hear truth, but also that we speak truth, and that we speak the truth in love as this verse is saying in 1 Corinthians 14, 1. I invite you on this journey. I welcome you on this journey to explore the basics surrounding the gift of prophecy. And I pray that your heart would be encouraged, that you would grow in faith, that you would grow in maturing in this gift, and that you would even be stirred to have um, a greater love for the Word of God as Janelle just unfolds unfolds both the Old Testament and the New Testament in examining the role of prophecy in our lives today. Thanks for joining us. Let us know if you have any questions. I hope that you have an ability to take notes as there's going to be some great information in this episode as we discuss the spiritual gift of prophecy. Welcome back. Lord, I thank you for those that are here with me. And if you haven't heard this voice before, my name is Janelle Martin. I'm honored to be with you, and we are sitting at the table of conversation about the prophetic. In this setting, I hope to go over more of the ways you hear it and of more of the steps or examples of once you hear, what do you do, or what are maybe some of the common things that, that you experience that you don't even realize are prophetic. So before we dive into that, and Lord, we just thank you. I give you permission to use my vocal cords as you will, that I speak your heart, your truth, and nothing but truth. We thank you for your word and for the gift of prophecy. May it come alive in each person that's listening. Those that are a prophet, those that have the gift of prophecy, and then all of us that you've called to live a life that is a prophetic life, hearing you, responding to you, and being your hands and feet on this earth and your mouthpiece as you so choose. Amen. So with all as if you've heard the other segments, we are working out of First Corinthians chapter four, 12, 13, and 14. So those are your anchor spots. I will refer to other places in the Word, but in case um, I don't quote where something is from, that is the the anchoring place that all of this teaching has come out of. 
I want to give you some names of two ladies that I feel like are mothers in the prophetic. One is Patricia King and one is Cindy Jacobs. Some of what I will be speaking on today, I'm using some verbiage that Patricia King has used, and uh, I have had the honor of being under her training uh, times together, and so you may hear some of that if you've listened to her at all. Also, um, I just want to honor a pastor. I'm a part of the Victory Life here in Durant body, and when we first came, um, I was operating prophetically, but I didn't even know that's what I was doing. And one of the pastors, Pastor Ann, taught me the intercession side of the prophetic. And uh, she she was very is very prophetic herself, and I just want to honor her as being a mother to me in the spirit of the prophetic and prayer. I believe every prophetic person needs to have someone in their life that is strong in the word because when we are giving a word of prophecy, it must line up with the word of God or it's not of God. Sometimes it may not be a word-for-word quoting, but it must convey the heart of the Father that we learn that heart from his written word. Every prophetic person needs an administrator, someone that can keep them on track, someone that can help them. Um, Like today, um, I'm not a technical person, but God has given me someone that is administrative-minded in the technology. And so I'm being blessed by that gift of administration and technology. And every prophetic person needs a helper and a pastor. But I just, um, and we need to, prophetic people need to have friends that are also prophetic because we we do a strong, um, there's a strong accountability with prophetic. And, and we, I have a group of prophetic ladies that I submit things to even when I feel like that's a little off, and we submit one to another and uh, learn from each other. And oftentimes there's three of us, and all three of us will have a different piece of what the Holy Spirit's trying to say. So we're better together than we are on our own. I think that's true for any gift. I believe the prophetic will make the difference in our days ahead. As long as we do it not with our might or our power, but we do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's dive into the conversation for today. I want to pick up, we were talking about hearing prophetically. Some of the ways that we hear prophetically is with like a God thought I referred to. That's a way of saying that you had a thought. It didn't feel like your own thought, but it sounded like your own words. Those are God thoughts. A mental impression. I shared about that, about how there'll be a, you'll just get a picture or a flash of a person or a place or an event. And God's trying to show you. He's trying to get your attention so that he can speak to you. 
And sometimes he'll give you um, a vision with your eyes open. And sometimes it's when your eyes are closed. But when you see with our spiritual eyes, we're seeing in the spirit realm, even though um, we are physically in a room, God is showing us a spiritual picture. There's through dreams. We have daytime dreams, especially little children. I taught most of my years in first grade, and they would daydream. They would just stop listening to what's going on or or being actively engaged. And you could see them. Their eyes were open. They weren't asleep, but they were thinking about something else. And if we could keep that purity of a childlike heart, Doing life with the Lord, I believe that He wants to give us prophetic daydreams. I have a friend, most of her words come from dreams at night. God gives her words in the nighttime through, the, through way of a dream. So I encourage you to keep pencil and paper or keep your phone close to your bed so that when you first wake up, if you've had one of those dreams, to record it, to write it down. Because what happens with me, I think, oh, I could never forget that. And within an hour or two of being awake, I can only vaguely remember pieces of it, not the whole thing. And then also, God speaks to us through his scripture, the written word. I believe that we can hear from God through music, through songs, through that internal voice that witness of God. I know I've had times where um, I felt something in my body and God was speaking to me about someone that had an injury. He was giving me a word of knowledge. There are times that um, emotional impressions, there are times when all of a sudden I'm having a great day. There's nothing wrong in my natural life, but I just sad or heavy-hearted, and I know I go, okay, Lord, who who is this for? I know it's not me, and he'll lead us. Normally in those times, he leads me to pray, or he'll, he'll tell me of something going on, and, and I'm ready to minister to whatever that situation is. And one of the funnest things of that we know, how God speaks to us, I had a a young woman that's um, she's pregnant, about to have a baby first of next year, and she was sharing how before she even knew anything about prophecy or prophetic, she had had this dream, and uh, of her being in a specific spot in Oklahoma. She was from Florida. She was with a friend, and they were driving a car, and they they went by this specific spot or territory in Oklahoma. And after, and she had forgotten about it. It came and went. And and so she moved to Oklahoma. And they were teaching school together, and, and they were driving, and they came upon that spot in the road. And she had that flashback where God had already told her beforehand that she would be in that car with that friend in that spot. So how cool is that? How affirming is that? 
How comforting is that, that she knew she was where she was supposed to be, doing what she was supposed to be doing because of God's prophetic confirmation to her. Now, I do want to uh, remind you, there is not any of these ways that are more special than any other. Because if you'll remember when we first spoke, we were talking about all prophecy comes from God. All gifts come from God. There's not one greater than the other. They're just different and unique for our personality and our calling. Now, God can speak to us with our imagination, but it's important for us to keep our imagination sanctified and purified. And we do that by pleading the blood of Jesus over our minds, our emotions, our thoughts, and on a regular basis. One thing I personally like to do is I like to plead the fruit of the Spirit over me. I like to say, Janelle, you have love, you have joy, you have peace, and go through all the nine and declaring that over me uh, as a reminder to myself, you will be patient, you will be kind, no matter the situation. And there are days I don't pass that test, but I believe that God equips us as we speak those words over us, that we get better and better at it. So, once we hear something, what do we do with it? Well, when we express the prophecy, we can give it in public with a spoken word. If you're in a meeting, like at church, you need to always submit it to the pastor or the person leading the, the service. It can be given to an individual. Some words are just for a person. But I encourage you, if you have a a word, like say God says, I give you this word for Janelle. I think it's important to have someone with you, a witness, as you give that word. Because a lot of times when you give a personal word like that, it will turn into you praying over someone before you walk away. Sometimes... Like I said, I have those friends that are prophetic and will submit things to each other. And so we come together and share what God is saying. And oftentimes, then that shows all of us the bigger picture that we just had a, a part on. Recently, I was given a word. Within this word, there were words that were standing out to me. And so the Lord had me go and do a biblical research on those words. And as I studied those words, as I meditated on that word, the the meaning of the word got richer and richer. And so always, um, if you're given a word from someone, ask the Lord, what do you want me to do with that? Sometimes he asks us to act upon it. Sometimes he asks us just to hold on to it. Just like what I'm doing today, God told me I would be teaching the prophetic Four years ago, and now here I am, uh, giving my mouth for the prophetic teaching to come forth so that you could be empowered and equipped to go forth as God leads you. Or maybe you're supposed to share this with someone to help them give that gift, life, and a place to grow. We always need to speak clearly when we're given a word to someone. We don't need to mumble. We need to enunciate as best as we can. 
one way when you're praying about a word is to journal. And we always give words from the place of being victorious and a blessing. I spoke on one of the other uh, podcasts, but God only blesses us. And so we're to speak. We're never to curse someone in the name of giving a prophetic word. That's not a God thing. God blesses us. So how do you express a prophetic word? You can speak it. Some folks, that's where their songs come from. Written songs, some of our worship songs are prophetic words put to music. Some write poetry. Some, I have some dear friends, that their artwork is prophetic expressions of what they hear the Lord. Some in drama, and some in, um, they write it, such as uh, giving a word over the internet or in a book form, and various things. So, so there are ways of expressing the, the word of God that you hear. The main thing is to just be obedient. Now, always when you're given a word of prophecy, judge the word, not the person. Did that word edify, exhort, and comfort? Does it sound like God's heart being spoken? Does it line up with scriptures or does it violate scriptures? If it violates scriptures, then it, it's not of God. Do you have peace? I, like I just talked about that word I got that I had to do some digging and some um, Bible time over it. It had peace. Initially, I knew this is a word of the Lord, even though it didn't quite make sense when I read the actual words that she had typed to me. And oftentimes it, it confirms. I gave a word to someone this last week, and I gave it in a place of like, oh, I hope this is right. I hope I heard you, Lord, because it was an, a fairly new ministry opportunity. And as soon as I gave it, the person said, just last night, God told me, or I thought God told me that. He had heard that for himself. So it's really cool how that the Word of God confirms. So we're always gracious and kind when receiving that Word of Prophecy. We thank the person. And even if it wasn't given in a polished way, we thank them for being obedient to the Lord. And then we take it to the Lord for clarification if needed be. Try to get it recorded or written down as soon as possible if they didn't give it to you in a, in a written form, if it's a verbal one. Try to record it or go back and write what, what you remember or have them write it and give it to you. And then if it has action steps, we are to be obedient. So I want to go from there just a little bit. Uh, and I want to talk about confidence. And so in knowing who we are and whose we are, we can be confident that we hear him. But if we have insecurities and questions in our identity, then we will, it will hinder the prophetic. Also, 
not trusting God, not trusting him fully. So always talk to yourself. Say, God, I know you are trustworthy. I trust you because you are faithful and you abide. What is in your word is how you operate. And and he does what he says and he says what he does. And that is how you know someone is trustworthy. Sometimes a hindrance to us could be wrong beliefs, like believing only special people hear from God. When we know now that God has desired for us to all prophesy, some have been told that prophecy died and went away, but prophecy won't end until we see Jesus face to face. Then we will no longer know in part. All prophecy should turn us back to Jesus. Sometimes a hindrance of hearing the word is our own pride. The word talks about God is near the humble, but he resists the proud. So today, Lord, may we be people that walk in humility and remove from us any pride, known or unknown. And we also need to work on our relationship with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our relationship with him matters so much. Elijah, I want to talk about him just a little bit. Let's think about Elijah, the widow, and Jacob. I'm Joseph. All three of these had to trust God. Elijah, the widow, and Joseph. If we don't do life through in trusting God, then some could say we are in rebellion. Sin is knowing what to do, not doing it. Rebellion is being asked to do something and refusing. Elijah was asked to go to a city that he didn't, shouldn't have been at. But he had a word from God, and so he went. His life was changed, and so was the widow, and her son's life changed. The widow, think about that. She had to have a word from God. When to go pick up sticks, to pick up the sticks, to make the fire, to use what little she had at the time. But I do believe that that she listened and obeyed. She trusted God. She wasn't in pride. She obeyed. It didn't make sense to put out the effort if it was just going to be one more meal. But her obedience brought her across Elijah's path. He was looking for a certain woman, and he found her. And then think about Joseph. Had he not heard that word of get up, take Mary and the baby Jesus and go, what would have happened? But Joseph humbled himself to hear. So we ask you, Lord, to be humble to hear you and to obey what you tell us. So I ask you, when God gives you a word for someone, or he asks you to go somewhere or do something, and we flat out say no, are we in trust or are we in rebellion? Rebellion may be a harsh word. And honestly, I'm sharing from a place that, um, that I felt that, and I, I repented of my rebellion. I, it wasn't intentional, but it was there. 
because I knew God was asking, and I refused. I got in pride. (laughs) I desire would say yes if asking about trusting God with my whole heart. But the truth is there have been times that I've been asked in the past to say something or to do something. And for whatever reason, I said no. But God is merciful. He keeps speaking. He keeps giving a new opportunity. His mercies are new every day. And his heart is to lead us and guide us and to help us develop that gift in us so we can be a blessing to those around us. But this trust walk is one that is always to be cultivated, especially in the prophetic. And we do that by reminding ourselves of the faithfulness of God and his good character. We know to choose love. We know to choose peace, but we must always choose to trust God with our whole heart and to lean not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct our steps. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I like to think it's not just my steps He orders, but my words as well. So what to do when you think you've heard a word from God? In the initial hearing... Does it sound like God's character? Does it line up with his word? Does it stir compassion and peace within you? If those are yes, then you know that's a word from God. So what do you do next? Ask God what he wants said and what is just to be prayed over in intercession. We cannot go into our own reasoning. It's not by our might, not by our power, but by the Spirit. In Zechariah 4, 6, on the last half of that scripture, I like to um, use that as my reference point where I ask the Lord, do I pray this or do I say it when I hear him tell me something? So it's like, okay, am I supposed to pray about this or am I supposed to speak it out? And he will lead and guide you. I spoke earlier about delivering the word, that it can be face-to-face. I suggest you write it down. I was even told by one of the people that have walked me through prophecy that to sign it and put your name uh, with a date and possibly even where you were at when you received that word and keep a copy for yourself if at all possible. I've had people come back and ask me about um, what did what was that word you gave me a month ago? And at that point, I have already released it to them into the Lord, and it's very hard, if not impossible, to draw that word back unless it's written or notated in some way. So um, I've used the word intercession a few times now, and I want to talk about that point of this because I think it's a valid point, an important part. One of my mentors has said it this way, you can be an intercessor and not be prophetic, but you can't be prophetic and not be an intercessor. Intercession is prayer on behalf of another that is prompted by the Holy Spirit. I want to reference uh, the book, The Happy Intercessor. It is a great resource. Another great resource is um, The Lost Art of Practicing His Presence by James Gall. G-L-L-L is that last name. 
And so our time with the Lord is, is a vital part of this. Prophecy should come from an overflow of our relationship with the Lord. And as we give it out, we should see it producing life into others. And you will get better as time goes. Um, as I'll get ready to close this section up, I want to do something called activations. And all activations are, are just things to help you practice them. And so it's just like when a child learns to walk, you don't expect him or her to, to just go from needing to be held to not being able to stand up to just running across the room. Now, oftentimes there's not a lot of time between there, but there are uh, moments that they need to practice just standing. Then they practice taking two or three steps. And then there's a season where they do that successfully. And then the next thing you know, they're walking and running across the room. Um, you need to not fear and you need to receive of his love because as he, you receive his perfect love, it casts out fear. And that love is our motivator and that will keep our heart right. And the heart of the word will um, bring life when it's from love, for love, and about God's love. So I want you to Settle in where you're at, and let's go on to some activations. Lord, I just thank you that we choose to hear your voice. Your word says your sheep know your voice, and we do not hear the voice of another. So I even speak to our own thoughts and emotions to quiet down and go low, and your voice be exalted and elevated in each of us today. Wash us with the blood of Jesus so that we hear purely and accurately what you have to tell us. So now with pencil and paper, I have a few things for you to, to think about. What is God wanting to say concerning his provisions in my family or my church and for those around me? I'll say that again. What, Lord, are you wanting to say concerning provisions for myself, my family, my church, and those around me? And how do you want us to prepare for it? The second one, what is God saying about the harvest in this time? What is God saying about the harvest? How does he want us to prepare? And then, Lord, we ask you for strategies in that preparation. And I love this activation because um, I even recently just purchased a painting or a picture and it had a huge um, stock of wheat and the head was full and it was so full it was taking two to do the harvest. And I do believe that was a great picture of, of God's intention that we work together in this time of harvest, that there's more to be harvested than any one person can do. And we must work together 
I believe that anyone can prophesy. I believe that prophecy edifies, exhorts, and comforts. I believe prophecy speaks the spirit realm into the natural. And I believe that you, listening to this podcast, hear the voice of the Lord. I pray you have a heart to obey that voice. And I believe that as you are obedient, God will show you how and when to do more. But all he's asking is that one step. Just ask him those two questions and listen for what his reply to you personally is. Because you may be in a different part of the country, so his answer to you might be different than mine. But his answers will all line up with his word and his character. I have enjoyed being with you. I pray that this has helped you and encouraged you to go deeper in your relationship with the Lord. Keep ears to hear, eyes to see, and know that God is faithful. And you can't get you won't get there overnight. Be patient with yourself because God is patient. Bless you. May he bless you and keep you today and always. Thank you again for being with us. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 